So how is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn Podcast, your weekly source of video game news, reviews, and impressions. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the fibrous one, the Apex out, Jacob. Good afternoon. So how are things? They are well on this uh, brisk fall brisk. day. The audacity of this weather, <laughs> I tell you. Just yeah, to, just to um, plain out audacity. Yeah, I mean, it was, what, 80-something the day ago? Yes. <laughs> it was like 84 yesterday, and... No business being what? Gosh, what time did I step outside today? It was like nine, and it was like brisk. Mm-hmm. Like a smooth, like 55, probably. Yeah. Last night it was chilly. It rained. I, was, I went outside. I was like, whoo. It was that cold, tingly rain, too. I'm all about it, though. <laughs> Weather is changing. About time. It's just going to be a like, summer all through fall. Yeah, sometimes it does. I mean, you can't help it, I guess. But I mean, there's times where, gosh, we took vacations and went to like theme parks and I don't know, like December and you need a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, geez. Sweating. Yeah, sweating. <laughs> Doing Christmas what, shopping uh, in shorts. <laughs> like, like what? Going, going to Hollow Scream and it's like, what, 79, 80, 80 degrees out in like late October. Yep. And to be during the day, and obviously you're not you're not prepared at night for the 50 degrees, and you didn't bring a hoodie because you didn't want to carry the extra baggage around. Mm-hmm. And then you're and just, you hate yourself. You just hate your decisions. Then you're stuck buying one of those like fifty dollar in the park hoodies. <laughs> yeah. Just because you don't want hypothermia by the time you get to your car. See, either that or you got to go spend the rest of your day at Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drink myself till I get warm. <laughs> Please, ma'am or sir, serve me your darkest drink. <laughs> your darkest. <laughs> Whatever will make me warm. <laughs> Rub this hair on the chest that I need. <laughs> yeah, got a, a little bald spatch, uh, patch over here. I need to need to <laughs> fill in. Yeah, pour some of that, that sweet black tar on there. Mm. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, it's probably got some weird, weird name to it. Mm-hmm. Like Schneisenhausen or something. Like, yeah, I need I need that on tap right now. <laughs> yeah, give me go ahead and pour me one and then get a cup ready because I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> it is chilly. Mm. Hey, you know what's uh? I was gonna say crazy, but I guess it isn't crazy because we talked about it before. But D4 finally gave a date for when they're officially launching, relaunching. Yeah, I threw that in here somewhere. Did you? Yeah, hold I did. on. Hey, I did. ignore that. Cut that from this. <laughs> Chop that up because I can't read. Oh, I, th- I threw it in there very late, so you might have it might not have the latest update of the doc. So. Did, you, did you sneak it in when I? I might have. <laughs> I might have. I opened it up and I was like, "Oh, I didn't see it." Hey, you know, like, I, you sent me some links, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'd probably start Discord like five minutes before I actually need to do this," yeah. and because uh, that's appropriate and. I was like, well, that's a that's a significant article. I could probably probably put it in there. I knew I was forgetting something all week long. And I was like, yep, that's probably the one. And I seen the <laughs> yeah, ones you sent me. And I was like, yep, that's it. Yeah, I threw some random ones this time. I was like, let's sprinkle these in. Probably won't use all of them, but it's here. I got two out of the three. Two out of three you sent me. <laughs> yeah, that other one I was like, why not? <laughs> Just- I don't know if I could even even input enough on that to even have an opinion. 
Yeah, I don't have much. I, I just read the first couple lines and it was like, yeah. no reason to make this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Minimal changes. <laughs> I uh, guess if anybody wants to know there, what is, uh, they reviewed the uh, new iPhone 13, but neither one of us really have much say on it. So No, I'm just not an Apple fan. A lot of people probably will, won't appreciate that, but I just can't get behind the uh, the lackluster uh, user interface and the lack of customization and, and abilities that you can do with it. I just can't do it. It's just not for me. I didn't feel like relearning an operating system. So no. I never switched. And there is this really, you know, Apple stuff is pretty simplified, but it's just the fact being it's almost too simple for me. I like a little bit of depth with my menus and stuff. It's is like it too much to want a back button in the same place that the back button is and not up in the top? Is it at the top? I, I, I think it is. Wherever it was. That seems very, very like unergonomical. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sorry, but every one that I ever used, I had to go press up in the corner. Didn't you have to do like, that that funky thing with the home button where you had to like tap it like, a yeah. different number of times to do things? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, no, that's that's just silly, Apple. And that's our review on iPhone. iPhone 13. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's really all I got, though. To be honest with you. <laughs> like, if you gave me a Stand Mac computer, I would probably just I just wouldn't be able to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I'm going to give you this nice MacBook. Go ahead and record this podcast on it. I'd be like, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I'm just going to go home. Good. Close this. That's what I'm going to get for our studio. MacBooks. A MacBooks. And you I sit there it. like like village idiots just sitting there trying to two-finger type on it because we, we obviously proceeded <laughs> to a yeah. level of misunderstanding on how to use a computer. <laughs> Running the whole time. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> uh, maybe that's what we should put podcast that, that would be that's it right there. Idea, tutorial maybe. on uh growing up with an, a macbook let's make a whole a vlog series i'll go doodle that down <laughs> on the dartboard of ideas dartboard of ideas vlog on macbook perfect <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably set us back about like twenty five grand, you know, because they're like eleven grand a piece. <laughs> At so. least we have to take a small business loan. Yeah, small, very small <laughs> business loan. <laughs> just, just for the MacBooks alone, not even the yeah. studio. Yeah, not the not the studio at all. Just the MacBooks. <laughs> hey, you see the banker now? You go in there and he'd be like, "Oh, what do you need the loan for?" Huh, just MacBooks. He'd be like, "Gosh, I remember I had to take one out myself." <laughs> mm. Those were the days. It'll get better. <laughs> You'll learn. Yeah, they'll just buy a freaking a PC, a Windows PC. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I looked those up before just out of curiosity because of the pricing. And you look at the the specs. I'm not trying to bash Apple in this, but if you look at the specs of a MacBook and compare it to a cheap PC with Windows in it, it uh, the pricing is just astronomical. Like a MacBook will have like like two gigs of RAM and like some I don't know what their processors are, but it would just have the, like the lowest specs and you compare it to like a $300 laptop. And it's like, this is, this is a solid choice. Like, why am I not buying the <laughs> windows version of this? Like, and the MacBook's yeah, like 900. Like low end. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? That's what I was going to say. Low end's like a thousand. If yeah. Maybe. Get the yeah. sale. Uh, but yeah, that was sad. You know, there's that. <laughs> Anyways, this is a video game podcast where we're not going to bash Apple any longer. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know by the beginning of any episode. 
Ever. Ever. Oh, is this a weather like podcast? I can't tell. <laughs> not talking about space or like subs yes. and food or. Yeah. Uh, they're all things that are uh, appropriate. But you find that or on a, a space <laughs> space podcast. <huh? laughs> a bad movie. Uh, hey, is that a yeah, movie out on HBO yet? I really wanted to, to see that remake. Should be. Should I need to. Was that the one we talked about? Yeah, the one, the one poop one that I watched back when I was like fourteen, and I was like, "This, this yeah. movie's crap." But they, supposedly it's the awful. new one is good, and I was like, "I'm gonna give it a re, a rewatch, and uh, maybe I can understand the concept of what that movie is now." Maybe I can actually get it. Yeah, it's supposed to be good, and I think it had Batista in it, so that's that's the thing. Can't you go know? wrong with that. Yeah, even if he's just grunting and swinging large objects at people, I'm I'm, I'm very cool with it. He does do that good. Yeah. Yeah, I needed to check that out. But anyways, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you can find us on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn where you can find some extra content. And you can support the show because we greatly appreciate that. It's going to help fund our MacBooks. MacBooks. <laughs> for our studio. studio office. You can tell I don't say those words very often in a sentence. <laughs> no. <laughs> Confuse your yeah. self while you're saying yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is this MacBook he's speaking of? <laughs> we're using it for the recording part, so that part makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna put uh, all of our recording essentials. Hopefully, nobody calls out sick because nobody can use the MacBook. We gotta have a trained technician. <laughs> yeah, we need everybody there at one time. <laughs> all two people. All two people in the studio. Yep. Somebody can clap for moral support. I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah, I need that. It may be used a MacBook. That that, that okay. should be on the the, the application. Uh, a clap box. You're right. Yeah. Just open and close it a bunch of times. Yeah, a clap box. That's brilliant. We need a switchboard and like clapping sounds. Oh man! So we can do cheesy one liners and you hit the little button. <laughs> pow pow! <laughs> a regular like real cheap uh, like B rated sitcom. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm striving to be. Yeah. It's the cheapest, like most terrible sitcom. Anyway, story number one. This one will get you pretty excited, I think. Uh, We talked about this a little bit ago, and you're like, they they ain't doing that. They ain't going to do that. But it's rumored that Bloodborne 2 is in development for PS5. Uh, (laughs) Is it? I'll I'll read it to you in a very calming voice, and you can tell me. Yeah, please, it might help. uh, Logan Moore at Comic Book says, A new rumor suggested that one of Sony's first-party studios has been taped to now create a sequel to the game. And while it might seem strange to have a Bloodborne title developed by a company that isn't from software, the studio is supposedly working on a game, has done quite a bit of work uh, with Souls-like genre in the recent years. Developer Bluepoint Games is currently in the process of making or working on a new PS5 version of Bloodborne. After completing the remaster, though, the studio then is going to develop Bloodborne 2 as an original title of its own making. Aww. So, looks like you're going to get the uh, the remaster first. Then they're going to, like, slap you in the face with Bloodborne 2 in, like, 2035. So, that's going to be cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with Bluepoint if they're going to be doing it. I think it's they're going to be doing a remaster? It looks first? like they're remastering Bloodborne, slapping that on the PS5. And then they're going to either... They probably already got assets for Bloodborne 2, I would think, at this point, and kind of talking about what to do with that in the storyline. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll probably be developing that, like, right as that, that remaster is coming out. That's how I would and picture mm-hmm. it. But so how here's you, a question. Yeah, hit me with it. 
do you think they're going to be adding in uh, uh, any, like, putting it back into the game, all the cut content from Bloodborne? Because I don't know if you know, there's a, a really large amount of cut content that uh, a lot of people have, like, modders have brought back and, and done for the original version. Uh, it depends. Like, cut, cut bosses, enemies, uh, different places in the um, Chalice Dungeons. I mean, it's possible. I, I know Bluepoint sticks pretty true to the original, so... But I think if Sony gets involved and, and does one of those director's cut nonsense that they're doing with everything else... True. Uh, then then that's probably a possibility. But I think if it's just a true uh, flat-out remaster by Bluepoint, like they did like Demon Souls or, or Shadow Colossus, I think it would probably just be true to its uh, PS4 iteration. That's going to look crisp. It's gonna look really nice. I mean, Demon Souls is is phenomenal looking, and that game don't even have ray tracing, does it? I don't think it does. Demon Souls? No, everyone thought it did, but but it looks very it was nice. Something they did with the lighting that just looks so good that yeah, they they, they didn't you, end up putting that in. Yeah, you wouldn't even be able to unless you got like a really high end TV that can display like the like the darks and lights. Like I don't even think you'd know. <laughs> The way that game looks so good yeah. with the lighting in it. But uh, yeah, uh, Bloodborne 2, I guess uh, you didn't know the remaster is going to be good. What would you like to see from Bloodborne 2 to make it its own thing? Uh, more blood. More blood. More gothicness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of it all. Um, what do we got? Um, well, is there anything that you disliked about Bloodborne? I guess that's the real question. When I first played it, everything... Um, <laughs> but as it grew on the, um, no, I really, I really like the aggressiveness and, and the, the switch weapons. I, they really grew on me. Um, cause I was like, at first I was like, Oh, can't really like switch weapons that well. And, but once you, you start learning how to actually build your character around these different weapons, the, the switch weapons are so cool. Uh, the parrying was really hard for me to get it first with the guns. Mm. But that grew on me, too. I think I played that game completely wrong when I played it. And I think that's why I didn't get too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, you got to go know. in there hard and start parrying bosses. You just yeah. got to do it. Yeah, I play really aggressive in, uh, in Dark Souls. And I think I tried to take that approach in Bloodborne, and it just didn't play out for me. I, don't, I think it's because I used the shield, actually, in, in Dark Souls. Mm. And uh, I, I do use that in a way that I think what helps me. Whereas there is no shield in Bloodborne, I think is what threw me off. Because you got to parry with the pistol, right? Instead of using it as a weapon. Yeah. I think that's where I was doing a lot of my incorrect maneuvers. I was using the pistol as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and it, bang. And uh, it, it really don't do anything, though. It's not a very effective weapon. I think I, th I was going to make like a range character out of it or something. It's really not what you're trying to do. So you can uh, later on eventually there's there's like a rifle or two that you can get that does like a, a significant amount more damage than the pistols. But, but you, you fire that bad boy and you're kind of like stuck for a second. <laughs> no, nah, I don't need that. Anything with delays or sluggishness, I, I really have a hard time adapting to a playstyle for that. Like two handed weapons, never been a big fan. Uh, I like the fast agile. I'll take the reduced damage just so I can roll two more times, you know. That's fine with me. I noticed in uh, Dark Souls, I, I 
I kind of went towards using those big beefy swords, swing swanging them around, going in there all or nothing. But Bloodborne, I needed something smaller. I tried using like the the big weapons in there, and it's just boy that Kirk hammer. You get in there just swinging that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, the the one thing I know this uh, if they're working on it, it's going to be in. 60 frames it's gonna look super polished like um the demon souls one did oh yeah uh for uh, the one there's a super big modder that does stuff for bloodborne anyway um lance mcdonald a few months ago i think it's been now it's been a decent amount but he actually finished his uh 60 fps mod for the original dark or uh, bloodborne wow um and that looked really good. And comparing that to see even more like when Bluepoint gets on there and polishes it off, like using a whole team of people. Yeah, it's going to look phenomenal. I think it's going to look really good. And to be able just to have it and not have to uh, crack your whole PlayStation down and, and do something because you had to have specifically like a PlayStation Pro and you had to break it and specifically that's, do this. That's a, that's a long list of uh, things to do. You get 60 frames out of Bloodborne. Yeah, well, he also did that. There was, um, like, he did some randomizer mods for it, I want to say. You have to be really, really into it, I think, to get that into that level of it anyways. But I'm excited for it, you know, being, I, I don't want to jailbreak my PlayStation. No. <laughs> I'd be able to. <laughs> I, I don't want to no go time. through that. <laughs> well, you know that's going to be rightfully handled by Bluepoint, so it's going to look and oh, play yeah. probably phenomenal. So I think just waiting and, and taking your time to... Maybe even replay some of the other one. You know, get get that uh, tickle out of the way, you know? Yeah, I got to finish that DLC. That's but you got Demon Souls, too. Always fire up the Demon Souls. Ah, oh, God, I get destroyed in that every time. I need to go and replay that again. Did you beat it? No. Oh. Murdered. <laughs> I just don't remember how to play my character. Yeah, I'm pretty terrible at that game. I just willy-nilly... Just yeah, I just willy nilly stroll through there, and there's it's, and usually it's not the hard things that kill me. It's the stupid crap that happens, and it's like, and it just it just makes me so angry. Like why? <laughs> like I just went through this whole level and annihilated everything, like meticulously, like killed everything. <laughs> and then there'd be like one moment where like a barrel rolls and smashes you. Like what? <laughs> like what? What is this? And it's like I don't know. They they cheat to death on that game so many times, and it's like. Or there'd be like a guy like tucked behind a board behind a corner that's dark and you can't see anyways. Like that's just like a, a freebie hit you get on yep. me. Like like you, there's nothing you can do about that on your first stroll through an area. Like he's gonna get you. They're put there to purposely push you off an edge. Yeah, stuff like that. That, that really drives me nuts. And it's like if I die and it's my fault, absolutely, I, I completely am cool with it. Uh, if it's something like real cheesy that happens, that's like kind of like out of my, <laughs> out of my, you know, fault. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what really starts to work because it does take a while to run through one of those levels and they get all the way back. And then, then the first time you play through a level, it's all new and fun and exciting. The second time you play through it, you just like rush through it. Cause you don't want to do it the second time. That's how I always feel when I play those games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not killing this dude. That's like three souls. Yeah. That's where I usually stand on, on on doing that. Those uh, did those boulders kill you the first time on that? Yeah. That you got to break the door. Yeah. Well, what happened was, yeah, that's the, the exact part. 
Because <laughs> it did me too. And uh, I ran to that level and, and meticulously killed everything, like I said. And I got to those boulders and I knew they were going to roll out of there. It's not that I wasn't aware that they were going to roll out. It's just how I hit it. When I hit it, the boulders hit me. And it's like, I just wasn't like, I, I was like one like big toe too far inwards. <laughs> uh, and it, it clipped me, I guess. And uh, that was all she wrote. I was like, that's freaking fantastic. It wrecked everything that you were. Yeah. And I was like, well, then I ran through it real quick the next time. I didn't even do none of it. Like it was a straight path, like straight there. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like, I don't know. Stuff like that just kind of like irks me a little bit. If the, if the game's hard, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I I don't have a problem with difficulty. But if they cheat, if they cheat me at death, that's a little <laughs> you know, like different. Kills. <laughs> yeah. But story number two, we got Nintendo Switch Online plus the expansion pack release date and pricing revealed. Ah, so mm. <laughs> Adam Bankers at IGN says Nintendo has announced that the N- Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack membership will give Switch owners access to Nintendo 64 and Sega games alongside Animal Crossing New Horizons, Happy Home Paradise DLC, which will cost $49.99 a year, a $30 increase from the standard membership. If you have other Switch owners in your family, family memberships, which can run up to eight Nintendo account holders, will cost $79.99 for 12 months. No release date has been given besides late October. For comparison, the current Switch Online membership costs $3.99 for one month, $7.99 for three months, and $19.99 for 12 months. A family membership costs $34.99 for 12 months. This news was announced on the same day as the latest Animal Crossing Directive revealed Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, version 2.0 update, and that brings with it the brew Brewster and his coffee shop, the Rooster, or Roost. Man. Other fan favorite villagers. Rooster. And, uh, Rooster. <laughs> and more alongside Happy Home Paradise DLC that lets you design villagers' dream homes on the new Archipelago. 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 <laughs> Archipelago. I don't know why they use that word. Because, like, smaller, like, every time I read that word on the box or something like that, they, they use that to, like, to define the island, right? Yeah. Like, kids are playing this game. Why are they using this this word that's, like, like it's just not common, uh, like dictionary words, you know. Yeah. Why can't they just say yeah. island or village, island village, or uh, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, or whatever you want to call it? Well, they want you to read archipelago. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a thing? Anyways, Nintendo Switch Online uh, expansion pack launches October twenty fifth, which is the update on the article. But it says you gain access. Uh, here's a sum of it real quick. You gain access to the library of Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. You get the Happy Home Paradise Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC at no additional cost. And you get all the other benefits uh, that you typically get with your subscription. So, pricing, where do you stand? <sighs> so, in one sense of it, let's go on the, the good side of it. It's still cheaper than uh, like PlayStation and Xbox for a year. True. Because those are still 60. So if you look at it like that, still cheaper. Um, you get a pretty uh, decent chunk of 64 and Sega games to start, and they're going to add more. And um, 
the Animal Crossing DLC, which so many people own Animal Crossing, you know, it's it's most likely given you're going to still have that in your library. Here's something I was kind of confused uh, real quick. Maybe you know the answer. If I buy this for one one month, do I get the Animal Crossing just for that month or do I have it forever? Uh, I don't. It's not defined. Um, no, it isn't. You're right. I want to I want to say that you'll own it because I think by itself it's what did it, did it have a price by itself on here? I got it a little farther down, but it's uh 25. 25. Okay. I feel like if you buy it at least for for once, I feel like you're going to still get it. But it uh, it says included. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like there's oh. only a year, a year subscription as well. Mm-hmm. For this, there's no monthly uh, additional fees for uh, buying it for per month basis. Yeah, if it's like that, I imagine they're going to um, just give it to you if you buy a year. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Now, I see what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose, putting that Animal Crossing in there. One, it lessens the blow of you're paying an extra of $30. They're sure. like, oh, most people still own that, so they're gonna, you know, they're gonna give that to you, so you can actually have that. Now, the update itself, I think, is really good because it throws in basically that whole Animal Crossing game that they did. Was it uh, Happy Home Designer? Is that what it is, or is that what this? This is Happy uh, Home Paradise. So yeah, there was yeah. Happy Home Designer, I think, was one of the 3DS titles. Was that a 3DS? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I kept thinking it was a mobile, a mobile edition, yeah. but. Happy home designer. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure. So I know a lot of people like that, and it's a really good addition to the Animal Crossing itself. Anyway, um, it's just a really uh, to to chunk it up to $50 a year is a pretty big blow from $20. Yeah. So year one, year one, it looks like you're getting value. You're getting the 64 Sega games and the home paradise uh, DLC for Animal Crossing, which is a $25 uh, fee. So really, essentially, you're paying $5 for the Nintendo 64 and Sega games for one year. That would get you to 50 bucks. But year two, you're going to play straight out an extra $30 just for access to a Nintendo 64 Sega Genesis library. Yeah. I know, like, I understand there's value in that. I mean, some of these Nintendo 64 games like Mario Kart or uh, Mario 64, like getting originals and trying to play them on an actual 64 are expensive. Like, they're probably 60 plus dollars, depending on the the condition that you buy the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. So so having that library, I can see as being a cost worthy thing to pay for that as a, a yearly thing. Instead, of if you if you do collect old games or you like playing uh, retro style games or anything like that, uh, I can understand it. Uh, if you don't, if 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 you find yourself like not tinkering right now in the NES library or the Super Nintendo library, and it's something you just turn on because you just don't know what to do, maybe not for you. Might not be the the value for you. Yeah, and I think it also depends too on how often they update these these new libraries and what they're updating them with because some of the games, you know. I mean, they're hit or miss. Let's be honest. There's tons of Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games. You know, like how many side-scrolling brawlers do we want to play on Sega Genesis? Like, you know, like 
<laughs> you got to give us some kind of selection that's not like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and play Golden Axe, then go over here and play Streets of Rage. And, yeah, you know, I don't want to play uh, beat em ups for my entire subscription. Like, it's got to be a good selection and it's got to be worthy games. Uh, like, I'm pretty impressed at the, the Nintendo 64 side of it already. Uh, they had Mario 64, which is a classic, they had Mario Kart, they had uh, Ocarina of Time. You know, they got some big hitters already. But it, it really depends on where they just go from here and what they're going to add and see if that even has value to you after the first year, if you want to even do it for the second year. I wanted to pull up the the list of the ones, the full list of the N64. I think I had it. Mario Kart, Ocarina of Time. That's in itself. I want to play that again. So uh, Star Fox 64. Yes. Uh, which you got Mario Tennis, Mario 64, Dr. Mario 64, Yoshi Story, that's a good one. Uh, then you got Winback Co- Covert, yeah, Covert, Covert <laughs> Operations, and Sin and Punishment. That one I don't know. That one was in, that one released in 2007? That don't sound right. Seems like really far down the road. Is that a game that they did like way later on? I don't know. I mean, they came out with like a Just Dance 2020 for the Wii or something like that. So you're right. You're right. Yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of those aren't bad. It's not a whole lot of titles at first, but I think that's really going to be the kicker. I don't think they can do what they've been doing with the NES and SNES libraries. They can't just update it when they feel like putting games on it. And the selection of games has to be particular to uh it has to be, be value to it. It can't just be like some third party beat em up game. Like I'm saying, it's gotta be some first party titles and you know, it's gotta be like reasonable value to it. The cap people don't want to pay 30 additional dollars per year. And then, you know, when you break that down per month, I mean, $30 divided, you know, by 12 months, it's like a couple bucks a month, which is, it's not terrible. Don't get me wrong. You know, you're paying like two fifty a month or something like that extra mm-hmm. when you break it down. But I, uh, coming all out of one time and you don't have the option to upgrade this on a, a per month or, or three months basis. It looks like it's a, just a one-time lump thing. If you want to do it, uh, it, it might turn people off in the long run. I mean, if you're going to look and get, if you plan on getting animal crossing, absolutely upgrade to the, the expansion pack, get that animal crossing DLC. Long as it's, it's it, you keep it after you do it. Just we'll have to look that up and, and try to find that out. But uh, you know, and enjoy those libraries for this year and see if there's something you want to keep. I think that's probably your best way to go about this. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, I mean, they, I was trying to find the list of the ones that are eventually coming too. I know Majora's Mask is in the next run. Yeah. I don't remember the other ones. Um, Sega has a pretty good lineup for their first one too. It looks like Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard Corps, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, <laughs> uh, Echo the Dolphin, that one's hard, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, which is good, uh, Musha, which I think is a, um, like a bullet hell plane. I think so, yeah. Plane one, sort of. Uh, you got Fantasy Star 4, uh, Ristar, Shining Force, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, that's your favorite, uh, Shinobi <laughs> 3, and Strider. Yeah, I mean they got. I mean they're decent, decent titles on there. 
but I'm mm-hmm. I'm just super curious, like how long how long are they going to do that for? Yeah, but before they start putting like I mean, you can go on that NES library right now, and there is stuff on there. It's like, what is this? Nobody played this yeah. game. Like, why is this on here? And it's like, I hope they don't do that to it because that's what's really going to like. Okay, I'm I'm going to do this for a year. Get my Animal Crossing DLC for or not free? At, well, I guess technically free because the thing is forty nine ninety nine a year, regardless. Right. For the uh, thing, but you get your yeah, get the DLC, play those games that look like they're good on there, enjoy them, have that whole uh, retro <laughs> nostalgia moment, and then get and then go back to your twenty dollars thing if you really don't care for it. They, and I, they did include online play with those too, though. Right? They did, yeah. But I mean, how many of those games are gonna you gonna play? Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, Jacob, let's, you you want to run up some, some streets of rage real quick with me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I know. And, and the online is spot, spotty sometimes still. Yeah, there's no voice communication either. So that's that as well. Can we get that? Can I mean, it's something. It's something. <laughs> can you can, can, a way to verify that you're not 12? And and I yeah. can actually talk to people. That'd be cool. Yeah, but that's where I stand with that. But a little more on Animal Crossing for story number three. We have Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise paid DLC announced, which is launching next month. Yes, campers get excited. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Wesley at Game Informer says Nintendo has announced a Happy Home Paradise expansion for Animal Crossing New Horizons, a paid DLC launching next month on November fifth. Happy Home Paradise brings you to an archipelago into New Horizons that will serve you as a villager's site of work. There you'll work as a paradise planning designer, coordinating dream lifestyles for other villagers in the game. Basically, you'll be designing dream vacation homes for people in the archipelago. <laughs> this includes helping them design their home exteriors, their interiors, their yards, their fences, their everything. If you ever wanted to design more than just your own home, this expansion is for you. The goal is to make your client happy with their vacation home. You can do this by modifying the season and the time of day to fit their personality. And then you'll be able to design their home accordingly. You can partition walls to create new spaces within already existing rooms. And you can also add counters, pillars, and more. Players can incorporate different soundscapes to wrap up the entire design into one perfect harmonious living space, too. Another feature coming from Happy Happy Home Paradise is the ability to polish items. Sometimes it simply cleans them up, but other times it might create a new effect for that item. For example, polishing some flowers might bring butterflies to them. Nintendo says new furniture will be unlocked to play the expansion, and you can, and it will be up to you to periodically check in on vacationers whose homes you design to see if any of the newly unlocked furniture might be fit for them. This seems un- uh, this seems necessary to keep the client happy. Some characters might want a uh, facility rather than a dream home. Nintendo showcased schools, restaurants, and, and classrooms as examples as possible facilities. Plus, you can use the Happy Home Network to visit previous clients' homes and check out the designers of players from around the world. Using an online connection, you can even view the designs for inspiration. Some of the Happy Home Paradise features can be brought to home, brought home to your island too. For example, designing techniques. Design techniques such as those of pillars or partition walls can be used in your home own home. Plus, you can bring souvenirs back from the work of the archipelago to give to your neighbors, and over time, they'll grow more and more interested until then one day they ask you to design their dream vacation home. I want to keep saying, like, happy happy tree friends or something. Uh, <laughs> there's something that's very unrelated to this Nintendo DLC, but what do you think? New Animal Crossing content. 
so what they did show that was was pretty cool um uh, i'm a fan of that it gives you something to do and, and you can go design it as you please and and the fact that you can add in the walls and everything and kind of design it gives a whole new look on it instead of just making little box rooms for everybody or rectangle rooms so i like that idea yeah it sounds like uh animal crossing sims yeah <laughs> which i'm not opposed though it sounds it sounds all right the uh it it does seem to add a lot and then when you when you pack this whole thing with the the free update that's coming like before this i think it's a a good amount of stuff that's coming to animal crossing to um i mean they've been on a constant steady release stream for this game yeah yeah, and been, I, I really believe because it did so well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think they can justify a, a DLC for this game. And that's kind of strange because Nintendo doesn't usually have DLC. Very yeah, seldom. Yeah, it's been a pretty new thing with the Switch. A lot more games are doing it. I know the 3DS had like a little bit of stuff you could buy and do, but the Switch is really taken into... They, they don't overdo it. I think they do just enough for everything. They offer it. Yeah, what I do like about the DLC that Nintendo usually offers with their games is it's, it's a pretty fat like chunk of content. It's not like a drip feed of like, oh, you get this new car with this rim <laughs> rim design or something. Like you're giving me like a whole another chunk of game to add to my chunk of game, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's what they did with Pokemon. You know, they came out with the, the expansions for that and they like added like all the Pokemon and new areas and new stuff to do when you beat the game and you know, they're coming out with pretty nice, nice content for like after game stuff. And uh, this is probably perfect as well, because Animal Crossing, don't get me wrong, is great. It's a great game to sit down and relax and play. But it does get tiresome once you do kind of do everything and you get to the point where you've kind of completed the story. Is that what you want to call it? Yeah. Uh, once you get to that point and it's kind of just like you would just free willy nilly just doing what you want on your island. And uh, once you kind of run out of your inspiration and you start visiting other islands and doing stuff like that, it does get uh, pretty repetitive at that point. So this is kind of, it'd be a nice uh, site for sore eyes, you know, for this. Yeah, things became like a chore for me to do. It started to feel like that when I would turn it on. That's what I kind of like slowed down playing it. But adding all this other stuff, I, I like this. It kind of makes me want to get back in and yeah, redo stuff a little bit. Yep. I can definitely see us trying this out. Because yeah, I'll probably uh, back on and kick my Islander off, who I've been trying to get to leave forever. <laughs> it's cranky. It's I, so uh, cranky. Yeah, some of them are super bitter. It's like, dude, you got to go. You got to go, bro. You, there's no room for this on this island. <laughs> yeah, why are you still here? Your house is in a dumb place. I know I put it there, but I'm just tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I moved. I actually moved a couple of the homes of mine because I did the same same thing. It's like, I can really use this space for something else, but then you got to pay, you got to pay to do it. And then you can only move one home per day. And like, uh, some of the limitations, I think, I think once you beat the game, like you beat that main thing with, uh, Tom, the crook, um, <laughs> you should be able to like, just do what you want with your Island. Like if I want to pick up and drag a house and put it somewhere, they should just let you do that. Like it should if just I be on the shop all night long. Yeah. You got to rush to the store by nine o'clock because you need to sell something. You don't want to get ripped off by using the freaking the, the box or whatever. 
I know a lot of people still did like the time travel and stuff, and I just never got into doing it. I never did it. So. It's a lot more effort. I mean, even though it's like right there, but I just felt like I'd rather just play it. Yeah. Everything we accomplished in the game, we did the real way. I never you did the time thing. Because that's impressive. Yeah, we did it the the true the true way. True ending. Then uh, we started to get into doing some because some of the items you just can't get. Let's be honest. Uh, so we did some treasure islands and stuff like that for stuff that we've seen. Like, um, gosh, what you can go to other people's islands and then there's like stuff you can see on their islands. Like, how did they get that? And uh, we would go to like treasure islands and then you could just pick up the recipe for it and make it or whatever, which is cool. Mm. Like the hedge, uh, like there's hedge, like a hedge fence. We want it, but I think you can only get it like last Easter, like when the game came out, like like that Easter. And I, we really like these hedges and I was like, well, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to hunt down the, when we eventually we found the recipe and we can just make hedges all day long at night now, which is fantastic. It was a an early event. I think it was after the Easter one where they did uh, like you could get cherry blossom trees and everything like that. I know I made sure to get that one because I was like, I'm gonna want those later. Yeah, the cherry blossom stuff is is nice, but that's another thing is uh, like a lot of the recipes, the cherry blossom recipes, you needed the cherry blossom petals or whatever yeah. uh, that you pick up or you got to catch with your little uh, net thing while they're flying yeah. through the air. <laughs> But uh, you only could do that one time a year. And it's like, what do you do if I want this uh, this cherry blossom bonsai tree like now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I th- it does have uh, pretty hard limitations when it comes to that. But other than that, and I can understand why they designed it like that, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's to get you to play and play at certain times that's why different animals come out at different times of the year yep we basically skipped this entire summer so i have no idea what happened on there (laughs) i'm looking forward to the uh the farming stuff and and the cooking and everything slap some stardew valley stuff in there is that what they're adding yeah i didn't didn't farming that's gonna be in the free update that's coming that's gonna be fantastic. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't yeah, get a look at the update or the uh, the presentation. I just seen where they were coming out with the DLC, and I was like, "That's pretty neat." See if I can pull up what was actually in it real quick for you. That island news. <laughs> yeah, it is well. the official uh, island <laughs> fan page. <laughs> yeah, the island getaway. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Hello Kitty stuff. Oh. Check that out. That's a little pack he can purchase. I know that will be getting bought in this household. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it shows a bunch of stuff. Custom so this is more than the farming they have now. Is what you're saying? Like it's an it's an add on to the farming. You can grow uh, stuff now, but can you? Am I dumb? I think they showed it. There's cooking then. Maybe I'm the dumb one. You can plant stuff and grow it. Uh, I don't know. Like you can plant trees and like uh, flowers and like is it actual like like edible it was goods? Like crops. Gotcha. Yeah, like I saw like actual like corn and pumpkins. And- oh, you can grow pumpkins now. Well, you know what? 
I need to get your facts straight. No. <laughs> you I, got me worked up. I'm excited I'll for farming. Go, no. I'll just go turn on Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely will. I'll look it up, though, because I am curious to see what, what they added. Because I, I really thought there was more. Before I played this, I played a little bit of New Leaf. And uh, I didn't really get into the Animal Crossing thing too, too widely. I didn't really understand what it was, but we played like the crap ton of New Horizons, uh, like hundreds of hours. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm super curious because I always thought the farming was it would it'd be like the best game. You could add a farming mode into it. And I don't know why that was never incorporated into this game, like in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a sense where it made sense to do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is the perfect game for farming. And it's like, why is the farming so lackluster in this game? Like, why is that not a thing? Like, fishing's pretty no. decent. You know, you can go scuba dive and look for treasure and fish and stuff. Like, why Why can't I grow some crops? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I want to get out there and tend some fields. Yeah. And it's such a perfect game uh-huh. for it. I don't know why it was so, like, not incorporated. This says, uh, it has a bullet point that says, get cooking. Uh, cooking will be added to the DIY recipes after growing vegetables in your garden, like tomatoes, wheat, sugarcane, potatoes, carrots, so you can combine and harvest, or other ingredients that fill up your dining table with delicious-looking dishes. Enjoy it while it's hot. That sounds great. I'm I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to check that out. And when, when was that update coming? This free update? Just wait, November 5th. Okay. So that's the same time as the, the, the DLC then. Okay, so they're... They're in uh, conjunction. Okay. In conjunction. They probably need the update yeah. to make the DLC work. True. Uh, what's going true. On? Need that patch work in there, you know? Oh, you can unearth some gyroids too. <laughs> 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 yeah. your, your gyroid game on. So... Yeah, they could, add, they could add so much stuff to this game. They should like like make like blacksmith weapons and stuff. Yeah, keep it going. Let me buy some property beside my island. Yeah, but yeah, like let me be a landlord, like some tycoon uh, Animal Crossing. Charge me more for something. Absolutely. We should just make our own Animal Crossing game. I think's what it is. Are we gonna make a farming sim? That's what we need. Yeah, farming sim with Animal Crossing in it. I'll go get us some game development books right now. <laughs> we have to change the name. We can't, we can't name it Animal Crossing. It has to be like like livestock something. <laughs> livestock intersection. Livestock passing. Yeah. Very very similar name, just different words. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to get sued. I, I do. I do want to make a, a nice farming sim game. Instead of Tom Nook, it's John Cook. Yeah, it's just very, just blatantly copied. Just, just change the letters around like that. <laughs> John Nook's a, or John Cook is a possum. Just change he the loves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That could be it. Farming could, is your everything. Just change his last name and his first name around so it's like Nom, Nom Took. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, very, yeah. He's a different being, you know. He's a different person. I don't know why people want to make the the comparison, but <laughs> yeah, that could be us. That could be us. We could be designing that on our MacBooks in the studio. Yeah, I'll get us those books for when we get set up. 
I'm yeah. sure it's easy. I mean, G- game, game dev yeah. tycoon, you can learn stuff like instantly. So. Oh yeah, it's like a minute uh, timer. You can study that right up. Bam! I know coding. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a minute in game in that game is like a, a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, story number four. This one's going to get you excited again. Maybe not as much as Bloodborne, but Xbox Series X mini fridge pre-orders begin on October 19th. Oh, yeah. And this is pretty destined since it's the day of birth for you. Uh, it is a good day for uh, for a mini fridge shaped like a Series X. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I'm pretty sure this is just Phil giving you the shout out uh, very indiscreetly uh, for October 19th. He wanted to appreciate all, all you've done for the industry, and I think this is his way of paying you back. It's a given. He he basically listens to this and was like, you know what? Let's do this one for him. Let's do it for him. Let's make this day special for him. Maybe he's <laughs> shipping me one like he's shipping Snoop. Hey, you know what? He might be printing the shipping labels now. I mean, he's he's got two days to get this thing uh, pre-ordered and in production. So, But anyways, Tom Warren says Microsoft's Xbox Series X-shaped mini fridge will be available to pre-order next week. The Xbox mini fridge will be priced at a smooth $99.99. And available to pre-order on October 19th in the U.S., U.K., and Europe. The mini-fridge is expected to ship at some point in December, and Microsoft has partnered with Target in the U.S. The Xbox mini-fridge can hold up to 12 cans of drink. Uh, I like how it's 12 cans of drink. What's it matter what's in my can, you know? Can't get them bottles in there, though. Oh, no. Them tall neck boys ain't fitting in there. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-mm. Says it has two (laughs) shelves inside the door designed to hold snacks. And uh, it even has a USB at the front to charge device. It also comes equipped with a DC power adapter so it can be portable. I like that little mini charging port they threw in there. You charge your Xbox controller while you're charging your drinks <laughs> coldness level. <laughs> uh, that's funny because you can put your, your uh, refrigerated tenders out of your KF machine uh, in these. Right in there. <laughs> right into the Xbox mini fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Flat them greasy fingers all over that fridge. Oh, yeah. It's going to look good on that black door, too. You can see them little <laughs> streaks. <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's going to be good, though. <laughs> you know what? I, I was looking at the pictures of this fridge, and uh, I'm not... I'm kind of impressed with kind of what it is, really, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, I honestly thought it was a big joke. <laughs> For the price, <laughs> I think this is... I don't know. This whole thing has got me all kind of like in a in like a wow. Like mini fridge. When I think of a mini fridge, one I'm thinking of like a like uh, almost like waist high like refrigerator. Then they mm-hmm. came out with this like they call this a mini fridge, but this is like a, a like a pee wee fridge. Like it is it is tiny. Uh, I, it doesn't give me dimensions, but just imagine. Uh, see in the picture, if you look at the picture, I'm seeing it looks like 24 ounce cans. It doesn't look, or maybe they're like Red Bull tall cans. If you look at that, yeah, that, I can't tell what it, the size of that can that's is. That's what the shelves out. It shows it's got like two shelves in there. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty big to me. Yeah, but if the shelves are only like you know four inches in between the shelves, like it's yeah. very it's very hard to, to tell like determine the size of the the cubic capacity of the inside here, like the volume. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that if you take, like, it looks like two Red Bull cans to me. I'm just going to say that. Take two of them, stack it on top of each other, and it looks like that's about that's about your space. And you can do two rows of six. Uh, so, 
It's got That's, those uh, little door shelves too, though. Yeah, for your tenders, but you can like, stack them in there. Yeah, tenders, ketchup <laughs> packets. Yeah, because you, know, you always need that. SS could be appropriate or uh, soy sauce. Soy sauce. What, was, what would you snack on like gaming? Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks is that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Very good choice. Not chips, man. Uh, it used chips. to be chips, but those things. Chips, you got to sit down. Your own controller out. You got to sit down and eat those. Like a yeah, like a small meal. But yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, I was expecting a bigger, like a mini fridge size fridge. Uh, but with the price given at ninety nine ninety nine, I'm actually impressed by the mm-hmm. size of it now. I'm 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 impressed by the size of it, and it's a licensed product for that price. Uh, so yeah. I can't I can't complain with it. I think it's a good I deal. Originally, I thought it was going to be like two hundred. That was my guess. I was I was aiming I was aiming for more than that. I, I was really thinking this thing was going to be like a full blown. <laughs> high quality Price. like mini fridge you know what i mean like with maybe even the glass front door like they were gonna do it up uh, okay you know like a whole mini fridge like a very nice xbox shaped mini fridge with the logos all over it. maybe not i didn't even anticipate the green interior but i think that's a great aesthetic choice it to is. add to this it uh, is. as well it looks great a very very good xbox themed should i say now it shows the the top uh, has a little green circle in there. I wonder if that's painted in or if it lights up while it's in there. And the front light, the power button, I wonder if that lights up. Uh, I feel like it will. I feel like it lights up. If you click the picture and zoom in, it looks like there's definitely a like a, a light spot, like a glare coming from mm-hmm. one of the, the holes. Um, when I briefly seen this picture, it looked like the light illuminating from in the fridge was green as well. But I think it's just the uh, the the light reflecting from the interior one can hope that would be sick dude if it, if it had a green led in there that came on when you open it pretty sick man these are uh these are still going to be hard to get a hold of um, very, very hard i'm gonna try i never have very much luck with target uh, especially target online you gotta be very very fast you gotta be smashing what very hard f4 i think to reload refresh yeah and just the um, uh, the current market of how everything's wet, trying to purchase things online. It's been a real uh, fight on everything because of bots and even different places doing different things to try to prevent it. But it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't help that much. You know, I was looking at uh, I don't know, they had the OLEDs on switch OLEDs on Best Buy, and yeah, just they- and just to add that to your cart. You had to log into your account, so mm. they like you had to have a Best Buy account. Then once you logged it, like once you added it to your cart, it wasn't in your cart. It was you were in line to add it to your cart. Okay. So it was very. Uh, I th- I think this whole PlayStation Xbox thing has made them rethink how they uh they do their orders for like big big items like that, especially this fridge. I don't know. I can't speak for Target if they've revamped their their online ordering, but. It might they might have done something uh, similar. I'm not sure. I'm hoping so. It's a it's a real letdown trying to get stuff, and you know you at least want to feel like you had a chance. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like you somebody beat you down in the parking lot before you even got in line. <laughs> well, we, yeah, you go on something to try to get something, and you're you refresh it, and, and it's just gone. Never shows up, or it doesn't come available. Yeah. And then when you refresh it one more time, it's just sold out, and you're like. 
I never even saw. Was that even see availability? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a shame. They make it so tough to to, to buy some of these products. And I get but that's it. just been the market lately. I mean, everybody yeah. is way more into buying things like online and doing just online shopping in general. Yeah, and gaming is just so mainstream now. Like, yeah, it, like it'd probably been easy. I, w- I would almost say it would have been easy to get one of these fridges if they made this 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like even that, that you know, not even that long ago. I would say 10 years ago. Let's go back to 2010. I guarantee there there wouldn't be a, a livid fan base trying to the, the rampage their way through a market to get this fridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as easy to uh, shop from your phone either. Now it's almost easier to do from your phone than it is an actual yeah. PC at home. It's so easy. They make shopping so easy on your phone. It's ridiculous. And, you know, yeah. I went in, we went in Walmart, actually. And uh, the Walmart self-checkouts, they're freaking trash. Right? Mm-hmm. So you try to use your card, and it's always like decline because their freaking card slots ate like 3,000 cards before yours. And they just don't work anymore. And yeah. it's just all loosey-goosey when you put it in there. It's, it's just like it's, it's, it's all a little slop in there when you put the card in there. And it's like... <laughs> And it's like, oh, I can't read it. Oh, it's declined. And you got to do it like 14 times. And then you yep. sw- you have to swipe it and it'll, it'll finally work. But it's like, okay, self-checkout is supposed to be convenient, right? I'm going in here to, to make my checkout a speedier, a speedier experience. I want to get I want to get my items in my bags and out the store as quickly as possible. That is the goal here. And I, I literally can check all my items, put them in the bags, and then like the play with the card thing, getting it to read the card takes like longer than it took me to bag the groceries. And it's like, okay, so I took, I went I, yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Took my phone and I did the, uh, the Walmart pay thing. Have you ever tampered with that? No, I haven't, I haven't Pre- tried that yet. Pretty cool. Uh, you go on your phone, go on the Walmart app. And I would recommend this to anybody that hates doing self checkout with their phone or with their card. Cause their card things are trash. Um, uh, you go in there, you set up, all you do is like you would order something online. You just put your card on your Walmart account. And then uh, when you go to check out of the store, you hit Walmart pay on your phone and it just scans the QR code on the checkout thing and boom, it's done. Ah. In- instant. No cards, no fumbling with nothing. So easy. And then it saves your receipt right on your account. So if you have to take something back, don't even have to worry about the receipt anymore. It's already saved. That's even better. Which is fantastic. It's the, the best uh, use I've found for the Walmart app since I've had it. That's um, about to get set up today. It's good. And, you know, I've, I always struggle using my card everywhere because it's just the freaking chip reader thing. Yeah, it was a fantastic idea. It's more secure. But if the chip reader thing and the card thing wears out in like a month after they install it, and now I got to reinsert it 30 times, and like it's not it's not convenient anymore. So I did set up. Hold that maintenance up. No, no, that's the problem with it. And it's like, okay, like, so I did set up uh, Google Pay as well, which you have to like, I had to all like authenticate that through my bank. They were like, they had to, mm-hmm. they had to do it on their end uh, to set that up. But uh, I haven't tried that yet, but I'm, I think I'm going to uh, a, a touchless uh, payment method. Yeah, I need to redo that on this phone that I have now that uh, doing your tap to pay, you just wave your phone over it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. It's just so I mean, you can do that with your card too. Yeah, yeah. Um, on most of them, you just tap her on there. I don't have that uh, capability. Uh, I got to jam it in the the non-conforming slot. Uh, it's a, it, it just irks me every time I go in Walmart, dude. And it's like I just want to check out. I just want to leave. 
and I can because I can't. They won't take my money. They just won't take my money. It's like it's frustrating. Anyways, I know. Moving on. So number five, we have G four will officially relaunch next month. And I think this is uh, this goes hand in hand with the, kind of what we were saying with the Xbox fridge. Is I think G four honestly was just before its time. It, this had this happened just before it was time. Like and uh, I think it's going to do well now. But it says uh, Adam Bankhurst at IGN says a long last G four will officially be making its return on November sixteenth, twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one, G four will launch on not only the channel's lineups of Verizon FiOS. Cox and X- Xfinity TV will also be streaming on Philo and collaborate with Twitch on a multi-year promotional and commercial partnership through G4's official Twitch channel. Channel-specific content will also be featured on G4 social platform and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. The official lineup at launch features a return of such classic shows as X-Play and Attack of the Show alongside new shows like the weekly X- esports comedy series Boasted. The launch uh, lineup, which descriptions from G4 is as it follows. So I'm not going to read the descriptions, but I'll tell you the the shows because some of these some okay. people probably already already know. But tag of the show, which is kind of like a, a talk based uh, trends kind of thing, tech like a tech trend kind of streaming thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of like a watchable podcast <laughs> with like interviews and celebrities True. and stuff like like yeah, a with, like a late clip, show or yeah. something. Kind of like mm-hmm. a uh, yeah. ex. Uh, Next one's X Play. Uh, that's basically like game reviews. Um, talk about games, game reviews, interviews, stuff like that. Boasted, I'm not familiar with this. Must be a new thing. It says weekly esport comedy series of curious gamers and esport fanatics alike. Boasted is like the moment in the game when you realize you're the worst player in the lobby. Uh, I just anticipate I'm the worst when I like when I get in, so I don't even have that moment of eureka. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have that. Thought, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have that. Uh, that that moment. So, uh, we went to revel in the entry level as we approach gaming and esports. As interns guided by an executive level expert, Boaster will cover the latest trends, news, and tournaments in the esports world every week. So it looks like they're just going to cover like what's happening in esports, esports land. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, of course. Ninja uh, Gaiden. Our Ninja <laughs> Gaiden, Ninja Warrior. Ooh. <laughs> Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it's close to it. They need to put that. Uh, what was that one show they had on there? Bunzai. <laughs> Bunzai. You, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> With the, the dude, his name was Kenny, and it's obviously not his real name. Yeah, it was like an actual show that they just voiced over. Yeah, with not what they were saying. I, I oh, there's there's saying. no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dude, he was like his name was like the the dude on the the field or whatever the the host. Not the two guys in the state, like the hosting room, but the one guy that was out there with the people. I think his name was Kenny. <laughs> and he had like a safari outfit on always or something weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why is this? Like, Bunzai! Bunzai! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they came out with the ridiculous outfits that obviously you can't complete an obstacle course in. <laughs> <laughs> they would always get up there and they would say something and then they would translate it to, I hope I don't die today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they would say. Let me see. Oh, I peed my pants. <laughs> and then they get destroyed like two yeah. seconds later by some obstacle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that shit was. There's no way that was a, like an authentic thing. It had to be for comedy purposes yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, what's the next one? ESL Gaming is a G4 partner with ESL Gaming, the world's leading esports and gaming lifestyle company that produce and broadcast several primetime esports programs. As first, ESL Gaming in the U.S. and Canada, G4 exclusive linear broadcast rights make it a premier destination for ESL Pro Tour events, including IEM Katowice 2022. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons Limited Series. Uh, coming off an immense success of D&D Live 2021, featuring notable celebrities like Jack Black, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Smith, and Dr. Lupo. Uh, G4 will be continuing his partnership with Wizards of the Coast with an all-new limited-run series to premiere on G4 this fall. The series will follow four campaigns with a mix of G4 talent, veteran D&D players, and celebrities for a new generation of D&D fans. And this one, actually, this, this this last line actually got me pretty excited, but they're going to have returning hosts of Kevin Pereira and Adam Sessler. They're the best. It's the best <laughs> right there. That is, that is, I, I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to bring back, uh, the, the old school, uh, faces of G4 and they, they surely did. That's, and there was more, they're going to bring, uh, more people than that. Uh, there's going to be like, I think they said golden boy, uh, some other famous, uh, streamers and streamers and, uh, e-sport people you see all the time. Uh, Gerard, be, the completion. And they brought him on. Yeah, so there'd be a handful of uh, recognizable faces too. So, wonder what you happened know, to I, the. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the other, the other girl that hosted X Play, uh, Morgan Webb. Uh, wonder what yeah, happened. Yeah, I actually haven't even. I ain't heard nothing of her in a long time. I wonder if there's. They actually fired uh, Adam Sessler on the show one day. Did they? Yeah, I don't know why. And he's the one I think that runs it now. I think he, I think he's the one behind everything. Yeah, it used to be. Uh, Kevin Pereira used to host tag of the show with uh, Olivia Munn. Yeah, the original. To, yeah, she used to be on there a long, long time ago. <laughs> and Adam Sessler did that X play uh, with uh, Morgan Webb. And then there were some other tournament shows where they played the Counter Strike and some old PC. Well, not at the time; they're very current, but older PC games now. Uh, like they used to play in tournaments, uh, fighting mm-hmm. games, uh, some fighting games. Uh, I think they were like Tekken or, or Street Fighter. No, there's no Street Fighter. It's like Tekken or Soul Calibur, one of the two. I think it was Soul Calibur. Real popular, but anyways, they had a. Uh, are you excited to see some G four again? I think now it's in the, it's, it's going to do much better this time around. Like I said, I just think it just came out way before. It, it didn't have a big enough following. Yeah, like stuff was like growing during that time, but it was nowhere near where it is now because stuff took like a weird turn for so many years. And now it's such a mainstream thing that yeah. there, there's so much more they can do with it. And they have big name people. I think another one of their hosts they picked uh, is a wrestler. Professional wrestler, Xavier Woods, I think yeah, it said. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he just did a uh, interactive TV show, I think, uh, with the Undertaker on Netflix. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know enough about wrestling now uh, to know the characters, but yeah, it's like a pick your, you know, kind of like play like um, Until Dawn. They kind of did it like that, kind of like we were saying, like what well, is what Netflix needs to, to head towards. Mm-hmm. But they got like an Undertaker special, and I think he's—I want to say he's in it. But it was yeah, like, I think I scrolled by that and added it to my list. Of like, I need to check this out. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. 
recently uh, I've been watching uh, the X Play or not X Play, but the Chief or uh, YouTube channel as Adam Sessler has been putting uh, like reviews like he used to do on X Play up there where he's doing them himself. Yeah, it's pretty it was cool. really good. Get getting a feeling back of new age mixed with the old stuff like he used to do. And they've got a bunch of the other shows on there that they were teasing and, and the people. And it, it really feels like a twist on the old stuff that they used to do. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nostalgic to see a X-Play banner running or title screen on your TV again. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was one of the people that was upset when it went away because I actually enjoyed watching it. I'd watch it all the time, yeah. You see some pretty cool stuff on there. Uh, like, you didn't see, like, you didn't see people playing games and stuff. Like, you, or you wouldn't be able to watch gameplay and stuff like that on YouTube then. Like, no, people weren't, it, it wasn't, wasn't a really big thing. It wasn't a thing. And if you did see something, it was, like, more or less a tutorial or something to show you how to do something or a walkthrough. That, and, and they didn't have, like, screen capture software. Like, it wasn't so readily available to everybody. You know, it wasn't something that people just did which is pretty cool that now we got so many platforms with all this that I think G4 is going to strive. I think it's going to do well. Yeah, I can remember back then just the uh, the software was pretty expensive and, and the free ones that were out were, I mean, they would work like occasionally. But I can remember <laughs> using what, Fraps? Yeah, I think that was one. Boy, that sucker would crash on you. After you would like record something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, that going back there. No, it's pretty nightmarish to record stuff. Yeah, well, let's never play the net piece. Yeah, it's, it's like a I don't know. You had to dump some money into it, and that was the thing with it. Like you'd had to get some premium software. Yeah. And and recording it, you know, takes a hit on your computer too. Oh God, yeah. Way more than what it does now. Oh yeah, it's so streamlined now. They make it so much better. But yeah, I'm super excited for this. The Dungeon and Dragons thing is cool too. That they're uh, throwing in some segments for that because that's yeah. definitely another thing that's grown with gaming. That that whole just Dungeons and Dragons in general is a, a lot more widely accepted. <laughs> widely accepted. I mean, Not it like is freaks like, of nature's. <laughs> yeah, well. At first, it started out you worshiped the devil if you played it, um, and then it turned into that you were a huge nerd. That's like uh, the top tier nerd. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you couldn't even talk about it or even own something that might be like it was like, oh, you are the biggest nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's so more like so many people are like, yeah, I'll try it. Pretty much. I don't see the harm. Mm -hmm. You got to get yourself in. I'll try it one day. Well, not one day. I don't think I can learn Dungeons and Dragons in one day. Let's just say that. Easy. I'll start a little mini campaign for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a date. Sure. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> you can be Sir Rufus. Sounds good. I mean, I'm good with it. I will I'll accept that identity and use it uh, to the best of my ability. <laughs> will be a wizard. A wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, 
Anyway, story number six. Uh, we got some back for blood <laughs> review roundup. Uh, hey. It looks like uh, things are coming in pretty good for Black for Blood. A little bit mixed, uh, I think, depending on how you want to put it. Uh, for the most part, looks like we got the gamer says 4.5 out of 5. We got Gamer is 4.5 out of 5. PC Invasion, 4 out of 5. Xbox Air is 3.5 out of 5. Uh, Screen Rant gave it a 3.5 out of 5. And VGC is a 3 out of 5. So pretty good overall scores all the way around. Uh, you got some firsthand experience into it. Uh, do you think these scores stand out to be acceptable or where do you stand on it from your limited play so far? I think I can sit that sit with those for right now. Um, just for only playing it for like a couple hours. Uh, the only thing I, I wasn't able to do is that we were going to try it last night to, to play a little bit of multiplayer together. I didn't jump on to play with anybody random. So I've just been doing like solo runs with the bots. Um, on the warm up difficulties, I'm not trying to completely get wrecked before I figure out how to even play again. It's been a long time since I've played like, uh, you know, Left 4 Dead and everything to get that style in, or even World War Z. Mm. But what I played, I um, I'm a fan of so far. It's a, uh, it's a lot more in your face. Uh, the special zombies are ridiculous and they are very constant. I don't know if you remember, it used to be, it, it would feel like there were cooldowns for them. Like after you'd wipe them out, you're like, cool, I got like this much time before they're probably going to show up again. Yeah, yeah. I played, no, not anymore. <laughs> I played so many rounds of Left 4 Dead. It's like I knew exactly where they were going to come from and when. Mm-hmm. Like you just knew their spawn points and, and what to do. But I don't know. I, uh, does this game feel like procedural with enemy movement or does it feel like they're always coming? I don't know. I don't know how much experience you have playing one level or what, but does it feel like there's it's predictable as like each playthrough is going to be the same? No, I think they've done something with this one so that it changes up um, spawn positions and, and where enemies come from way more. In the original, it's not just like, oh, there's one or two spots where they spawn from. It really feels like it mixes it up. Like I had one, uh, played one stage where it was like, it gave you a bunch of stuff to set up, like to hunker down for a few minutes. And I set all these things up uh, and like pointed a, a mini gun that you can't pick back up in a certain place. And they never came from that area, even though that made the most sense where they were going <laughs> to funnel through. Right. Yeah, they actually cool. were pouring over everywhere else that wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because um, I it does feel random. Yeah, I was I was curious about that because there was there was times and I played like un unreasonable amount of time of Left 4 Dead 2, and it got to the point where I was like, we could just literally just stand there and okay, here's the horde. We know the horde's coming from over here, and you could just mow them down. Like it was like we would play it on like the hardest difficulty. And just do like run throughs of that game. And I didn't know if this game was in the same kind of caliber as that, or if, if, if the levels itself kind of like grew around you as you played. Yeah. The first couple stages, um, it might even have been in like the tutorial parts, but it kind of started you off and like, uh, it felt like the apartment building like you did in the first left for dead. It kind of felt like that. But the areas are, are completely different once you get going. There's a lot of big different areas, a lot of closed areas. 
it still offers a lot of the the searching around like there's stuff everywhere mm. and what they added with this one your guns have attachments and different uh grades of attachments for everything you can put them on your main and secondary weapons uh you can find those laying around you find like currency that you can use in between levels to purchase upgrades for your guns or new guns or upgrades for the team. Uh, it, it's a lot of stuff that gives you options for, for team based things too, and, yeah, and support for everybody. So you can buy like a team, uh, team, what is it like support secondary upgrades. So you can hold two like bandages instead of one or two big, uh, med packs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Two grenades, two Molotovs, you know, something like that. But you gotta, you gotta pay out a big chunk of the coins you find, so you can't do as many upgrades. But it helps the team. Uh, that's true. So I, it's some pretty neat stuff, and the amount of guns is ridiculous in this one. Now, um, when it comes to the level design, uh, is it extremely linear, kind of like Left 4 Dead, or or is this? Uh, more open more open areas kind of with a destination you have to go to or um it i want to say it feels like left for dead it gives you like it depending on the level some are like real short some are pretty pretty hefty from what i played so far uh i think I've, I've only played stuff in the first act i haven't got out of there yet yeah i know you were excited too <laughs> um but it was uh like i had one level it was like ran through it in less than like two or three minutes because it was just like grab this and go Mm. um right before we got on here i played one that was like you had to grab these uh nope it wasn't that one you had to basically go hold up a spot and then wait for other people to load this bus and transfer out there while you distracted all the zombies Mm. gotcha uh so you went into this little bar and hunkered down and then you had to turn on the jukebox and that would play like super loud, but it started playing black Betty. Oh, so wow. like that's bumping the whole time. And then you got zombies pouring in from every, every direction. Um, <laughs> and they would go up and basically try to destroy the jukebox while you're doing that. But you're dealing with them coming in from like four different places, maybe five. Mm, so it's a real flood. <laughs> yeah, while Black Betty's screaming in the background, so that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Now, how does the uh, the gun the gunplay feel comparable to our modern shooters? Now, it uh, honestly, it felt really smooth, like way more than what I originally, you know, intended. Like it's it's way better uh, if you compare it to the old, you know, Left 4 Dead's and everything. It's way smooth. Uh, the aim down the sight smooth different upgrades you can do for the gun so you can get scopes on different things i mean you can have a sniper shotgun if you want one <laughs> <laughs> uh and just the wow. yeah yeah she can you one second <laughs> getting excited for le- or, yeah, left for dead back for blood okay she just ate my whole hand <laughs> grab a swiss cheese right now um but yeah, just the 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 running and aiming, and it felt really smooth, more than what I actually thought it was going to be. Because you know the original, uh, I don't want to say original Left 4 Dead's because they're completely different games, right? But those felt uh, just because of the time, it felt 
clunky. I mean, it, it feels clunky now, but it was good then. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of feels like you're playing. I don't know. You throw it in there like almost like a Call of Duty. Like they really made it to. I guess feel comfortable to other people that don't typically play those games. You know, uh, well, more so Call of Duty has the zombies now. It kind of feels like that style, really. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess where does where would this stand? I guess since you say that uh, against the Call of Duty zombies mood. Mm, well, those are more waves, uh, wave like things. I mean, that that has its own other thing to it. I think I personally I prefer this style a little more. I, I just enjoy it. I like um, when they. I, I think the problem, like Call of Duty zombies, they're obviously not. They're they're really spongy. Uh, yeah. And whereas this, I would imagine that a couple shots to the head would probably drop any of them. I would think, but I haven't played yeah, it yet. All your your normal yeah yeah normal ones, but they have a load of different like special infected ones. Well, I mean they have your ones that you would think of like the original ones, like a, a, a hunter esque one that can kind of run and jump and grab you. Uh, there was one I know that was. It reminded me of the jockey. It'll jump on you and walk you away. Gotcha. Uh, you got your big boomer type one, but they're a lot faster than the other ones. They're 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 just as chunky boys, but they can <laughs> the run and jump or whatever and in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I see? They're big, big, giant dudes, like like two, three story tall ones. I saw one of those. Jesus. That was terrifying. <laughs> uh he had a life bar that stretched across the screen. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, there was like some screamer ones. Uh what else did I see? Oh, your your big tall boys with like a giant meat stick on their arm, big old club. <laughs> they get when they start like piling up and overrunning, it gets it gets intense real quick. It get out of hand. It sounds it. I guess uh where does the um the sound design stand on it in the graphic graphical uh sense of it? It's pretty. Uh sound wise it's it's so much going on. Like when panic stuff happens, I didn't I haven't played it enough to, you know, be able to sit there and listen in. But the sounds, I mean you can definitely hear the different special zombies have different sounds. Does it have any uh, eeriness to it or horror themed or is it just action? Like you never get that sense of suspense, like something's lurking. Um, one or two of the levels I had that it's like, I know I can hear something and you're in tight spaces and you're like, where is it at? That was something <laughs> weird. And they snatch you up. Um, mm. I haven't had any quite feelings like I got from the original time that you saw the witch. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, does i haven't had that feeling yet but you know i'm I'm not crazy far into the game so Very true. there's hope for it i mean either way they're they're doing a lot of other things pretty well now uh, I, i've seen they uh they added like a almost like a an rng like rpg uh thing with the cards uh did you tamper mm-hmm. with that at all you could build your own decks to kind of modify your play experience so I didn't have enough cards to build like my own yet. So I've just been running what they give you. 
because you find stuff and unlock things as you go. Mm. Um, but it's when you first start a run, you pick five cards to start with, and that can be like ten uh, percent more stamina, five more health. Um, when you melee, you have a knife instead of just a regular melee. Uh, what's the other one? Each start, you get like an extra twenty-five credits each start of uh, each round. It's stuff like that, and then after that, when you finish the level, you can add one card each time. Uh, and that's for every person on the team. So you can also add in team boosting stuff if you want, or just personal upgrades. Now, does, does um, do you feel as if the card adaptation to the game adds replayability as they claim, or is it still going to be, or does it not make enough difference for it to matter? Uh, right now, I think it does. It's something um, so different compared to the old stuff. You're not just running in, start a level, bam, you gotta. It gives you options to change up things to, it could possibly make things easier or, you know, worse, depending on what you pick for you and, and the team wise. Uh, I guess it'll probably make the most difference actually running in with a full squad of people right. on some of the more difficult levels. Um, the, the bots are nothing to run home about. <laughs> playing with they're uh they're about how you would imagine uh they get stuff done but it's not great <laughs> they they won't pick up other weapons or anything um one cool thing they added too along with the card systems is uh each character has different um like specials about them gotcha like like they'll have like team abilities or they'll add something to it uh, I know one of the ladies, uh, I think her name's just mom, but she, she has like an extra revive for all the team or an extra life for them. And then she can revive easier or faster. Someone else I think gave like bonus damage. Someone else gave like extra stamina for the whole team. Mm. Uh, plus yeah, the, he gives extra stamina. He starts with more stamina and I think he once every 60 seconds can just break out of a grapple by himself. Oh, wow. And I think there's eight characters right now. I, I'm very sure that they'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll add more. Uh, it looked like there's customizable stuff you can unlock, like different outfits for each character. There's different um, gun skins for for all the guns. It looked like too. Sounds like it's pretty Decent in depth. Amount of that. Pretty in yeah. depth for a standalone kind of zombie game. It sounds pretty pretty elaborate compared to some other entries. I, th- I think I had read that some uh, they compared um, the the card system to it's like playing Slay the Spire, adding in different cards after each round. I do like the idea of it. I just was curious on how well it actually affected gameplay or, or anything like that. But I heard something about I was when I started mine up before I even tampered with it. It said something about corruption cards and something about a director is playing the corruption cards. Like, what does that mean exactly? Or did... I'm assuming that. I'm wondering if you're playing online, if somebody can take the role as the, you know, the, the infected, mm-hmm. um, but the corruption ones, it, it like gives you certain stipulations. Uh, and I think if you pass them, you get more of the, uh, like tokens to spend 
Gotcha. I think it'll give you 500 extra tokens at the end of the thing if you complete it like that. But it'll be something like, don't alert any infected by, like, what is it, crows, alarms, or uh, certain special zombies. Gotcha. Um, and it, that was one of the last ones I think I had. But there was also, like, finishing the uh, level without uh, losing any uh, cleaners, which are okay. what they call your, your characters. Yeah, I was curious on how... Uh... Like, because I know it said something about you can use your cards to kind of help counter whatever the director's corruption cards were, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how how deep or, or or that affected anything. But it sounds like there is some definitely causes and effects to some of the choices that you make. So, yeah, I immediately failed that one that said don't when it was like don't alert anybody by the special zombies because I walked right out the front door. <laughs> shot that zombie right in the face and immediately screamed. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, great. The game sounds great. I'm looking forward to jumping in there and, and, and killing, slaying some zombies. I guess at this point, I know you can't really give it a score, but would you give it a, a buy or a wait? I, I'd actually give it a buy. Uh, if you're really into yeah, zombie games in general, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be one of the people. It's not the same as Left 4 Dead. It's a totally different game. Um, and it feels really good if you're really into that. And it also has, I didn't try it out, but I think it has a swarm mode, which I'm guessing is like a build up and hunker down type thing with waves. Yeah, that's um, how I, I that's how I understood it. But I, who knows what they, they collaborated and put up in there. True. But from what I've tried right now, I, I, I say it's worth a buy. It's a good amount of stuff. Did you? Uh, I, I know the answer is probably no, but uh, did you did you tinker with the the multiplayer, the four versus four thing? Or no, no, I haven't yet. Um, looking forward to it. Maybe that's something we can actually jump in and try out and get destroyed. Oh, if, yeah, guaranteed. I'm definitely the worst one in the lobby. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> and it does. Uh, it does have crossplay, and I'm curious to see. I I'm, I doubt we're going to be able to chat together while we're doing this so we'll have to figure out some kind of well uh i don't know if that's true because like in that it has an in-game uh oh it does have in-game chat, doesn't it it has an in-game friends list it's, now i can i can add obviously my playstation users and you can add xbox users see who's online but there's a there's a back for blood friends list Kind of like they did, like Rocket League or Fortnite or anything like that, okay. where it has crossplay. So, I'm I'm assuming that you can have in-game chat uh, with it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll check that out. But I did see a there was a button you could like mute all or whatever as well. So I'm assuming there's in-game chat, like regardless of who you play with. Curious about that. We'll have to the the, the run that back when uh we get some some time in, but and give it a good old. You need to buy this or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a sticker or buy that joint. Buy that joint today. <laughs> today. Now, I did see they're going to come out with some new chapters and new characters and cosmetics and story stuff uh, for DLC. Uh, I'm curious how much that's going to cost. Probably how much was the season pass? Did you see that? Maybe 25? I think so. Yeah. So it depends on how many chapters and how long these chapters are, if it's worthwhile. So we'll have to, to see about that too when that that comes around. But 
right now. I think it stands pretty good for what it is and what they try to, to accomplish. And I think they're going to patch out a lot of like bugs and maybe make that AI a little better, like you were saying. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be things they're going to constantly be working on. But the state of the game right now it sounds like it's pretty swell and it's an enjoyable experience. For for anyone that doesn't know, also there is uh there's very much friendly fire. Um you will very much blow away a teammate by accident all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gotta be careful with your shots. That's pretty cool though. I, I actually like that uh adaptation. Mm-hmm. You laser somebody right in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna the suck last for uh, the shotgun. They're like, "Hey, watch where you're going." And you're like, "Oh, sorry." For uh, multiplayer purposes, because there's always that one guy that just plows the whole team for no reason. Yep. So I that's, don't care. That's gonna you're be in my way, bro. Yeah. So I wonder if that's you can change that in the uh, the game setup. Uh, it's probably a difficulty thing you can change, or maybe in the custom settings you can do. That's weird. Cause you said you're playing on the easier difficulty. <laughs> it's got friendly mm-hmm. fire. That's, that's fairly pre- uh, peculiar, but. Any uh, final thoughts, comments, or concerns there, sir? Um, no, I want to play some more of it. And Absolutely. Throw down some more people. I think I'm going to throw it in later and uh, do that tutorial. Yeah. See where we go from there. Alrighty, well, I think that's all I have for today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn, where you can support the show, get some free content. Or extra content, not free content. You gotta pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, until next time, take care. Don't forget to make Snoop happy and pick yourself up one of those sweet Xbox mini fridges. Mm-hmm.